Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, we always enjoy having our next guest with me in the studio. Huh? Uh, yes, we do, we do. You say that to all the boys, I mean, all I the do. guests. I, do. I mean it, I mean all it. Right, okay, all right, 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 right. <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment, I'll take it as it's meant. Actor, comedian and above all, Limerick man, John Kenny, as you can hear there. Hello, John, how I, are you? I find you all great entirely. Good, yeah, John, absolutely. I know you're a rugby yeah. fan and we yeah. were just chatting about it there and saying yeah. we'll have to put up with a bit of swing low, sweet chariot, we reckon, yeah. in the World Cup final. For sure, yeah, but you're looking to... Uh, they deserve it in fairness to them. You can't deny them that anyway because I think really they are the best that's there at the moment. They've really turned up. They've the homework done. My God, they look very sharp. They do, shook. They do, they yeah. do, really. They do. Uh, yeah, and the rest yeah. of us look shook. I know, yeah, I just <laughs> see what's going to happen now after this. You know, with Six Nations coming up and everything now, it'll be interesting. But, um, yeah, it's take, I don't know, I, I'm looking forward, I suppose, uh, the lads, are sp- our own Pro 12 is back up again now and stuff like that, and we have a Heineken Cup to look forward to, yes, thanks to right. God. That's right, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it'll be great to have the, the players back, because I think all the Munster players, God, I think, I don't know, they were all playing out of their skin, I thought, any time they turned up or, or turned out to play in the green anyway, because yes. we haven't seen them play, playing in their own colours in a while, so it's going to be interesting to see them when they get the squad back this year now, and hopefully... They'll be back for, you know, I don't know. You see, the, the internationals take up so much time now, don't they? Oh, they do, yeah, A lot yeah. of the team gone for a lot of the journeys, but when they're around, but uh, they are, we have a lot of lads playing really great rugby at the moment, yeah, so, yeah, it'll be, it's been exciting. New coach is trying to make team play a bit differently and maybe with a, a bit more attractive back play. Anyway, we'll see yeah, all. We'll that, see what'll happen, that. yeah. Are you, anyway. a, are you a Halloween man? Are you a fan of the festival? Well, sure, yeah. It's, look, it is, yeah, but it's become very commercialised. I mean, I thought it would never end up like this. I remember being in New York years ago, and I couldn't believe it. I started going back 30 years ago or more, and I couldn't believe all the fuss. New York, or, yeah, well, in New York, anyway, Halloween is bigger than Christmas, and actually is, as regards, like, a celebration in some ways, you know? And it's become nearly the same here now. It's, it has become pretty commercialised, but I suppose... Um, yeah, but I mean, it was always there. Like, I mean, we have a great tradition of it in this country, but our, you know, our our ancient festivals and our pagan roots were steeped in Halloween, which steeped in Christianity as well, with all souls picking up from something else. And, you know, so, yeah, I am. I, I think there's, uh, yeah, it is, it's, I prefer the more traditional side of it, though, you know. Right. The simple bonfires and stuff like that. I mean, we've, we've, we've imported a lot of stuff, I suppose, you know, really. But uh, And does it reach Cargillamore? Yeah, oh God, it does, it does, although we don't have too many, uh, where where you are now, I suppose, is you don't see too many kids walking the roads around rural Ireland that much either. Are there many kids left in rural Ireland anymore? You know, even like that, I suppose, compared to what it was going back years and years ago in rural Ireland, there'd be bands of children in every house, like, you know, minimum of seven anyway, like seven to 15 would be the norm in any house. But uh, no, that day's gone, I think. So uh, it, it's a bit quieter, probably more so in the villages, but... Uh, yeah, I'm sure Lockhart, of course, is going to be busy and it has been busy. They've had their festival and there's stuff going on over the Halloween weekend as well as part of all that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, Lockhart is a place, a great place to out that way. Lockhart, Nakaini, that way, I suppose, with the Kanukhaanya, the Hilavan and Lockhart and all the ancient sites. It's like, it's the place to be for Halloween, all right, and storytelling and all that. John yeah. Kenny, does Brexit bother you at all? Does it penetrate with you, you know, into your head or what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, yeah, I suppose it does, and it. I mean, how 
it's going to affect everyone. I mean, you often wonder as an entertainer how you get affected by things. You often think that, like, well, that doesn't affect me, but sure, everything that affects society affects you in one way or another. So it probably will be a, a problem, and I'm sure it is going to be a huge problem. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I think to get a deal and get it sorted would be the best thing now at the moment and move on, you know, because yeah. uh, so we have to do that, like, because it's just it has been dragging on a bit, like, really. But overall, I don't know. I mean, if I still have to go to England to do a bit of work, I suppose for me it's... It's much of a muchness. I'm selling myself. I'm the pound of sugar. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the one thing about my business is like, you know, I, I am the product in a sense. Like, so yeah, uh, yeah. it probably doesn't affect me that much. You know what I mean? Really, you know? Right. Well, tell me then about yeah. your show, Crow Man. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. One night only um, in this run, uh, anyway, uh, Saturday, November 2nd, this weekend at the Lime Tree Theatre. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm there. With that. Thanks for the God. And I'm looking forward to bringing it to Limerick because, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been inquiring about it so it's uh, we're here for Saturday night and uh, so Croman will be there it's good it's a nice play great by a good writer great young playwright new playwright Katie Ollie she's from Charleville and um, it's Katie's third play so yeah we've been I've been very lucky with it we did it last year for the summer festival and then you know for for Cork and um we hadn't done it in this year, then I got a chance to take it out and tour and I have given it a bit of time this year as opposed to other things and it's been great. Like, I mean, um, yeah, it's been, I said, we've done, you know, we've done everywhere. Well, we haven't done everywhere. We've done a lot of places and every place we've gone, I suppose the reaction to the play has been has been fantastic, you know. People have really have tuned into what this play is about, you know. And John, you know, it's a one-man show. Yeah. Uh, so you play a myriad of characters, but who's the central character? Dan, a fellow by the name of Dan, Dan and... Uh, and uh, it's his, his a simple story about Dan and himself, and he lives in his home with his dog. His dog is called Pup, and things happen in Dan's life, and his kind of life story, he tells it to the audience, and it's a very simple story, you know, and uh, it's just very... It is just, I think it's the humanity of it, the simplistic, the, the, just the pure, um, I don't know, the, the uncomplicated, but at the same time, awfully uh, human story of Dan's life. Everyone seems to be able to relate it because it's so normal, because everyone says to me that when they've seen the plays, ah, Gina, are we all know, are we all know Dan, or I know someone like that, or I know someone like this, and that's the humanity of it. I suppose it's, the play really works in that level, you know. And what's the story with the crows? Well, it's not, it's not, it's just that they kind of come into it. I suppose we, I mean, when we put, we're putting the piece together. I suppose there's places where there's a lot less of the crows now than there was in it because this is what happens with a piece when you're probably when you're putting it together, when you're doing it, when you're rehearsing it, and then when you go out and perform it, you sort of say, do you know, it's not really that relevant. And yet it is relevant to his life because there's a story in about how, how I suppose the crows had a little imp- had an impact on him when he was young growing up. And that unfolds where he suddenly realises he is a guy who kind of loves nature. And he kind of, he suddenly realises that he despises the one creature he despises in life are these crows you know and there's a reason for that like you know and uh, he kind of he takes this with him all through his life a little bit this this one bloody black mark as he'd nearly called it on himself you know but there are other little black marks that he has in his life as well which unfold during the course of the story like and and uh, this story is very humorous it's it's his observation on on life around him in in we'll say southeast Limerick, it's you know it's it's lovely to do the play because the play is written in the the dialogue which I'm so used to, which is that sort of North Cork South Limerick accent, you know, which is like 
it's lovely to have a player written in that voice, you know. And did the playwright, do you think, have you in mind? Well, she kind of did. I know she'd probably done some work on the piece beforehand, but when she did ask me would I be interested in doing a piece, she ha had this piece in mind or this idea for the piece, you know. So that was grand because she probably knew that maybe, well, you know, I can go here, Kenny can do that and Kenny can do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. A little bit like that because there's some music in it and he kind of weaves songs. He's he's into music in his own head, like, and he loves music and he loves dance and, and yet he's living in his own in the middle of the country and he listens to jazz music and classical music. And and do you play it slightly differently every night? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's never the same. It just never is the same. I mean, the same script is the same, but, I mean, the performance of it is completely... Because you're, you're, you know, your own head is in a different place every night, like, you know what I mean? You're bringing different emotions on stage with me every night, like, how many hours did I spend travelling to the gig, how, you know, waiting around, what's gone on during the day, and, I mean, you, you, you probably don't realise, but I know it myself, I just, I come off the stage every night, and every night is different to me, and a lot of people who've seen it a few times have said, every time they've seen it, they say, it's different. Yeah. And they I say, I don't know what's different about it. Yeah, and, and we're chatting to John Kenny about Crowman, which is coming to the Lime Tree Theatre this weekend, yeah. uh, 2nd of November. D do you find that the way the audience reacts on a given night can set the whole thing up one way or the other? Well, I think so. I mean, you know, audiences kind of... I mean, you never know. I mean, you can't... You, that's, it's very difficult sometimes when you're up there because sometimes you, you sort of say, you wonder, like, what's happening out there, you know? You have to be... Cause, some some audiences don't react, you know, as much as other audiences and other audiences. All audiences are different. The chemistry inside in the room is always different every night because there's some, that's the chemistry of the people that are in there. And they all bring something new to the table. But um, so it does change and you feel, oh, you'll be saying, God, are they getting it? I hope they're getting it. And then at the end of the night, they just stand up and you go, you weren't expecting. You said, my God, it, they were just really listening. Yes. They were tuned in. They didn't want to be... They'd laugh, but then there was a, to get the next line because we don't want to keep laughing over because, all right, if we, we're going to miss what's going to happen next, or we're going to miss what's going to happen next. And there's a lot of that goes on, you know. And doing a, a one-man show, I mean, is it that bit more draining every night than when you're doing something uh, on a collaborative basis with a number of other actors? No, no, I don't, I don't think so at all. I get an awful lot of um, there's a great energy, a buzz off doing stuff on your own, you know, because you just have to be completely there in the moment all the time for. The moment you arrive in the venue, like you're sitting in the dressing room waiting to go on, maybe, you know, and uh, just focusing in. And all that's going on in your head before you go on, even hours beforehand. And it's, it is kind of like a focus in. And you focus and you focus. And then you go on and you... And the, the energy levels are up and it's great. Like, and even when you come off then as well, like, you're on that buzz, like, a good few hours after the show even. Like, you're just... Yeah, that buzz is there because that adrenaline buzz is there. That fear, I mean, that's what adrenaline, well, adrenaline to me is fear. Yeah, yeah it is the fear like, Jesus, I hope it's going to go okay now. Now I've got to get this right, get the timing right in this now, get the pace right in that. Make sure this moves here. Make sure that I take my time here moving there. Because every time you do it, you're learning something new. You're learning something new about it, you know? I imagine it takes ages to sleep, does it, after being on stage at night? Yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't. I mean, I normally drive back from a lot of shows. And the reason I do is because it allows me that time, normally an hour and a half or two hours drive. Like when I'm in Dublin now next week, I'll drive up and down every night, you know, after the show I'll happen to care and drive home and go back up the following day and all this week as well. I'm in Galway this week, I'm in Cork this week. You know, so I, I spend that time in the car. I think I like that time in the car actually on my own, you know. Because you have another project, you know, the matchmaker. Yeah, coming. yeah, that's doing a bit of work as well. We're still doing that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's... 
you, you seem to have retained a, a fantastic passion for it, John, and a great love <laughs> I of can't it. do anything else, Joe. Well, I, I, well you say that. That's not that's true, actually. That's about it, you know. You, what you, you else know, can you I do? Loads of things, but, but you know what I mean? You just... Uh, and, and it's a great thing because it doesn't yeah. always happen, you know? Well, you know, it's, you could get very tired. I, I know p- people who have gotten tired of it being on the road and performing and uh, just even the general hassle of being self-employed and being an artist or being... A, just being self-employed isn't easy, you know, and you sometimes go... Christ, you know, it's, it just never stops, you know, because you don't know what's happening. I still don't really know what's happening next year. I have some idea, some idea, but not completely. And as for the year after, forget that, like, you know, I mean, that's just, that's like, that's another planet altogether. So, yeah, and you do sometimes, but I think it kind of keeps you, it probably keeps you a bit fresh as well. Like it keeps that, the, the, the old, it, you know, the head work and it keeps you, keeps you sharp at, uh, you know, that you don't have those safety nets, you've no safety nets and you don't really know what's going to happen next. And, you know, I mean, so it's it's all it's all still that. But for the moment, I can cope with it, like, you know, I'm grand. And you've done a lot in your career and I presume you've ticked a lot of the boxes you wanted to tick. Is there one big unrealised ambition still out there for you, John? Well, I don't, I, I, I don't really. I mean, I don't have any kind of regrets. And I mean, I'd love to do some probably, you know, I have sort of said, Jesus, do something about a musical or something. Get that out of my system because that's the one thing I haven't done. But that doesn't bother me either, like really. Because, I mean, the most thing, I've managed to make a living and stay making a living from it, traveling and touring and working. And and it's been great, like, and I can't complain. It's been really good. So, no, there isn't any one. I've no, I've no great ambitions, like, to go on to do anything because... You know, I even at my age, like I'm 62 now, and you kind of go like, I'm great, you know, I can tip away, I'm enjoying this, I'm not killing myself. You know, I'm not killing myself doing it. I, I'm not, it's not a, it's not, you know, it's not hard work like that since I'm, I'm dreading it and it, it's taken so much out of me, you know what I mean? I, I still have that energy left for it and I don't want to get to a stage where I'm kind of probably doing stuff that I'm going to go, why, what am I doing out here or why am I doing this for what? at this stage of my life, you know. So it's just trying to find a balance, really, and I'm still trying to do that. And I think it's kind of have a nice balance now between having to work when you can work and when you need to work and having time off as well, you know. Right. And, well, uh, you know, Hollywood isn't going to go calling for me now. Well, you never know. You'll I know, never no, know. it definitely won't. I'd say the furthest note will call for me now would be a, a call from some, maybe if I got a phone call from Clannock Hill to go down and do a gig I'd be delighted you know it won't be fecking Hollywood anyway well, I'll tell you, I tell you know, we're lucky in Limerick to have great talent and you're a super example of it uh, John Kelly so get along excuse me and see Crowman, Crowman um, yeah. this Saturday at the Lime Tree Theatre and check out the Lime Tree box office some tickets uh, still uh, available uh, and you're always welcome here John it's fantastic to see you in fine fettle as well great Joe thank you thanks very much call Limerick today now on 461995 we